0: Welcome to Fruitbox, FruitNet's series of fresh fruit and vegetable conversations with me, Chris White. Each week, I talk down the line with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face in business today. These 15 minute conversations, two times per week, give you some really good insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. And Fruitbox has been getting loads of listens since it launched just a few weeks ago. In fact, More than 3,000 of you have tuned in to listen to these conversations. I'm really very encouraged by those of you who've contacted me to say how much you're liking them. Thank you so much. Today on Fruitbox, I want to talk about innovation. What does innovation mean to the fresh produce business? Does the fresh produce business do innovation well? What drives innovation in our sector? And where does our sector need to innovate more? I'm joined today on Fruitbox by Sean Harris. Sean, who's originally from Wisconsin in the Midwest of the United States, but has lived and worked in Europe almost all her working life, now runs a business called Orange Wings. It's an investment platform for startups and scale-ups, whose goal is to transform brilliant ideas into business. You can now see Sean every week on TV in the Netherlands on a program called Dragon's Den. Sean is one of five dragons who decides whether they want to invest in innovative business ideas that are presented to them. Sean, welcome to Fruitbox.
1: Hi everybody, I miss you all.
0: (laughs) Sean, now people in the fresh fruit and vegetable business know you of course as the person behind Nature's Pride, the company based in Holland that you started years ago and which has become the world's largest importer and distributor of ready-to-eat avocados. As Nature's Pride expanded, you went from being the majority shareholder to a minority shareholder, and then you sold up a couple of years ago to do new things with your life. In fact, to focus on your new business, on orange wings. Now, this new business of yours is all about making innovative ideas come to market. Looking back, was innovation the key to Nature's Pride's growth and its success?
1: Chris, I think Nature's Pride is really good at innovating, but We are also very good at grower and customer relations, stock control, and on-time delivery. We are so diversified in our product lines that we can supply all parts of the market. Nature's Pride was also able to innovate because we had the financial resources to invest. Trust has a lot to do with it. Our growers trust us to develop and defend them in the EU market. This has always made us feel strong and confident. I think confidence is a big factor, and it matters when dealing in this very fast-moving business with daily obstacles.
0: Now, I, I know that uh, uh, during your time at Nature's Pride, that there was a huge amount of hard work that went into getting the business off the ground. Um, and as you mentioned a moment ago, the, the one thing that uh, helps to transform a business is access to funding. And I think that allowed you to gain scale at Nature's Pride, too. Um, it succeeded Nature's Pride not only because it was a great business idea with great people and the right product, but also because it attracted people to fund it. Is that the way you see it?
1: Yeah, um, Bama Group and stepped up and borrowed funding in two thousand in two thousand one, along with an English company called Planet Produce. This was four hundred thousand euros in total. We paid it back in full with interest in two thousand and two. Since then, we never received funding again. Bama did give Nature Sprite a lot of confidence by giving us the freedom to develop our business, knowing we had a great customer behind us. They guided us on a quarterly basis with our board meetings. Thanks for that, Oyvind and Runa. They they voted yes when we wanted to build cool buildings that helped the company to continue growing. For more than 14 years, we've pretty much invested all that we made back into the company. Having a great customer relationship in any form creates a trusted basis to grow your business. More relationships like this should be happening in our business. It's a win-win for both the distributor and the retailer. It actually saves a lot of money due to reduced risk in the end. I believe in less small importers and more large distributors. I think some of us should merge together so that we have more to offer to our customer base. This will also cut costs in other areas like overhead
0: mm. now the most important criterion for real success in business today isn't necessarily size though it's profitability um, and how do businesses in fresh produce become more profitable if they're operating on such small margins and do these razor-thin margins only kind of stifle innovation
1: um, i think that some of us in the produce business are afraid to take the margin needed to create a business for the future we should probably get out of the produce business, sorry to say that. It hurts the rest of the companies by creating unfair competition. We are talking about adding only two percent to the total cost of the product.
0: Mm.
1: Yes, this definitely stifles innovation.
0: And when you think about innovation, where, where do you think our business of fresh fruits and vegetables does innovation well? Where in the supply chain do you think innovation is, is probably needed most? And do you think That the biggest break on innovation is sometimes the reluctance of the major customers you talked about earlier, the supermarkets, to take on some of the innovations that that the supply chain perhaps brings to their door.
1: We need to improve supply chain management and be held accountable from farm to fork. That is literally everybody in the chain. I'm talking about blockchain, artificial intelligence, uh, CI, continued improvement how many of the produce companies are busy with this today. I can name one, nature's pride. No, the supermarkets are not responsible for innovation in produce. It is the one way we can show the retailer and large food service that they need us. The retailer is a glorified distributor of foods to the consumer. They have enough of their own problems, keeping their shops interesting for the consumer, and having all the foods and dry goods needed on the shelf every day. Don't forget they usually have a two to 4% margin at the end of the day. Innovation has to come from us. I have a question. Why do we put blueberries in a round bucket and then place it in a square box? What a waste of space. This could probably be used 20% more efficiently. These blues are being trucked from Morocco four days on the way. Why not have one less truck out of five on the road? I have another question. Why do we repack ready-to-eat avocados? If you ask me, all Haas avocados should be loose on the shelf and always ripened. Any other avocado can be in packaging. 80% of the avocados should be sold ripened and without packaging, and 20%, the other 20% that can be hard, could be in packaging to distinguish in the supermarket on the shelf. Mm -hmm. This would save immensely on packaging. There's so many small innovations that we can do together that would save the environmental impact of the world, which we all need to work on.
0: Mm -hmm. You mentioned a moment ago the innovation that uh, food retailers are doing to, you know, to improve their stores. And by extension, we're seeing innovation in food service, too. And of course, we're all living through this coronavirus pandemic and coming to terms with it. Do you think that it will stop these changes in their tracks because we all become more cautious consumers and therefore retailers will want to be a bit more cautious about their innovations? Or, or do you think it will mean that actually we see quite the opposite, many, many more and much more innovation, more innovative answers to the challenges that face us? And perhaps one of these is how do we as consumers buy Um, our fresh fruits and vegetables.
1: Yeah, I think um, these kind of wake-up calls affecting the globe will bring innovation much faster. I only see chances. Online shopping will grow, but it will not replace our traditional way of buying produce. I think a lot of us have went back to the kitchen because we were forced, which means we will be more innovative as consumers, buy more interesting products, make more interesting um, food for our families. Um, and so I think that the consumer will push us as um, produce uh, distributors and retailers to offer more of an assortment um, in a quicker way mm-hmm. um, so that we all can cook more often. Um, and also the fact that we're gonna have space between us probably for a year will slow restaurant consumption down. It it will all go back to normal with a few more innovative ways of of eating our food. So this next year is gonna be very interesting and I'm really curious to know what it will be like one year from now, when Mm -hmm. we go back to
0: normal. Don't we all? (laughs) Now, listen, the last two questions. Um, Keeping this idea of innovation in mind, um, if if with the benefit of hindsight and you had a, a magic wand that you could wave and you would change one thing about the fresh produce business that you've worked in for so long, what would that one thing be?
1: I think something that's always bothered me, and especially now more as a consumer, um, it's less time in the distribution chain from field to fork. This includes the farmer, the distributor, but I think especially the retailer. Um, our food gets lost for a while when before we get it onto the shelf. Um, I think we. We need to buy more local and all consumer research states that what the consumer wants most when shopping for produce is that it's fresh. So we all need to make a little bit more effort to be as fresh as possible on the shelf.
0: So that that means that that supply chain becomes quicker, more efficient. Is that what you mean?
1: I think five to seven days can be cut out of the chain quite often. Yes.
0: Yeah. And and looking um, to the future of of your business, to Orange Wings, um, and and the work you're doing, you're busy innovating in all sorts of businesses that come in front of you on on this TV show, but you've been very busy investing in in businesses already. And I know that indoor farming's a big thing for you. What what have you done there, Sean?
1: Well, I have two businesses that are agri-related. The first one I'm going to mention is AgriPlace, it's a platform for documentation, and it means we have to work together, um, and it's a sort of a LinkedIn, and it's going to save one FTE for most distributors, if you jump on the, on the bandwagon with us. Um, really smart, and I think it would save most companies up to 100,000 euros a year, and we would share information, and the information would be safe. Take a good look at this, AgriPlace. The other one, which is one of my first investments, and this was in 2016, was in 80 Acres Farms. Um, When I invested in it, the business was not proven to be profitable yet. I've always been an early adapter. So we are there now, four years later. Um, So now it's profitable. Uh, We had 13 pounds per square foot was break even. Now we're up between 17 and 20.
0: With um, a few crop losses once in a while. Um, what are you growing? This is an indoor farming business in, in, the, in the U.S., isn't it?
1: Yes, it's in Cincinnati, Ohio. We have a few locations in the States. Um, and we grow tomatoes, strawberries, um, cucumbers, and the lettuces, and some herbs. So we're a little further than most, not just lettuces. Um, and, and it's working, and it's really exciting. Um, and what I love about the idea is we're using 3% of the water than a normal crop would use, and no pesticides and residues. And it's picked and delivered in 24 hours, so it's fresh. So I'm having a lot of fun, still in the produce business.
0: Wonderful. That's great to hear. Sean, I'm afraid that's all the, we've got time for today on Fruitbox. I was joined down the line today by Sean Harris of Orange Wings. Sean, it was great to catch up with you again, and the best of luck with the rest of Dragon's Den. We'll all be sure to watch.
1: It was my pleasure, Chris. Take care. Thank you.
0: You can find today's conversation with Sean and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. It's now on all the podcast platforms too. Just search for the word Fruitbox. If you've got great ideas for Fruitbox, then please do get in touch. My email address is chris at fruitnet.com. That was Fruitbox and this is Chris White. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.